One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club Series 5. We are back. I'm Colin Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepard. Ben Poppy. (laughs) The Sofa Cinema Club, as you know, is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now each week we set each other a film to watch and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated about the film. The beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. Now, for December, we're going full guns Christmas. (laughs) So starting us off is my choice. It is the Christmas cracker, the classic, the all singing, the all dancing, Nativity. But before we get into talking all things Nativity... This is normally the part where I'd say, what have you been up to? And we've got an awful lot to talk about, including an award. But before we get into talking about that, it is time for a little bit of Sofa Cinema Club news and housekeeping. Are you ready? Mm. Number one on the agenda of Sofa Cinema Club news is, we have decided to join Patreon. And the reason we're doing that is to expand the podcast and to give you guys more content. You can go over to patreon.com forward slash sofa cinema club to find out what we've got on there. A bit of a teaser is there's going to be ad free episodes of sofa cinema club and lots of bonus content. So that is new. It's new for December. It's new for series five. And there's going to be so much more of sofa cinema club coming your way on Patreon. The other sofa cinema club news is we've got a little bit of a change to the podcast. Now, after much hard contract negotiations, much long-hour debates, something is changing. The way that you all know and love Sofa Cinema Club is no more. I I literally have no idea what you're talking about. What's changed? (laughs) A bit like Troy and Gabriella. You two are breaking free, aren't you? The band's split up. (laughs) So just to explain to you guys at home, Jack and Ben are now picking their own films. So the format lines up as I pick a film, Ben picks a film, Jack picks a film, and you guys at home pick a film. So I would like to say there's no more ganging up on Colson. I would say it's all fair game now. Yeah, yeah. I I think the Sofa Cinema Club leaderboard he's really going to change in Series 5. Would be interesting to see where we all sort of like sit at the the top at the end. But the rest of Sofa Cinema Club is exactly the same. It's the podcast that you've grown to love over the last five series and we can't wait to bring you more. Now, I touched on in the introduction that December is all about Christmas, which it is. We are filling Sofa Cinema Club up with Christmas films. So we are going to have a Christmas film each 
It's all going to be Christmas filmed. It's going to be amazing. We're going to get you in the spirit, aren't we, boys? We're going to try. <laughs> Before we get into talking all things Nativity and Christmas, as always, how has your week been or weeks? Well, I and we left Manchester. We went to London, didn't we? Well, it's, it's, it's the big Sofa Cinema Club school trip, isn't it? Because thanks to you guys at home in supporting us, we got ourselves an award nomination for the Audio Production Award. Sofa Cinema Club was nominated for Best Ensemble. So yeah, as Jack said, we left one city for another city, which meant get on the old the old train, didn't it? I'm always wary in London. <laughs> what of? Well, a guy asked me for the time and I thought he was trying... Yeah, he did, he did. Jack, <laughs> Jack shat himself. Just a normal bloke, Ben. Normal bloke. Who asks anyone for the frigging time nowadays? It's like, mate, just look at your phone. I thought he's trying to fucking mug me. Surely. <laughs> he said, do you know what time it is? I felt like saying, look at Big Ben. No, I don't know. So we've got off the train in... Houston or Houston, whatever, whatever you prefer to call it. And I said to Jack, right, we're meeting Ben outside Waterloo Station. And Jack went, okay, okay, Uber. And I went, no, Jack, tube. And he looked at me as if to say, okay, big boy pants on. It's the stress of the tube. It's like <laughs> everyone knows what they're doing. You feel like a bit of a dick if you if you stand there reading the map or you say, I'm trying to get, I don't know, Baker Street. Someone's like, oh, well, it's this line. I'm like, just tell, just come on. So Jack has this thing about being in public with me where he doesn't like it because apparently I like, I give the game away. So Jack's there in disguise, shades on, like loving it. We we get on the tube and we stood up on the tube. I was like, there's no point in sitting down, stand in the corner, keep safe, blah, blah, blah. So we sat down, we're on the tube, not talking to each other because Jack is pissed off that I'm not in disguise, and everyone's looking at Craig Tinker having a day out in London. It's a bit like Clifford the Big Red Dog on the tube. Is that's, that's the kind of vibe that I was giving off. Everyone's smiling, blah, 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 having a great time. Someone's chatting to me, and Jack turns and looks at me, and then turns and faces the door of the tube, as if to say, I'm not with him, I'm not in this conversation. As he's facing the door of the tube, it opens for Gooch Street, shits himself. He's like, what's going on? Anyway, so Jack playing the whole, I don't know him. I tried to talk to Jack, did not respond. (laughs) I'm not with him, that kind of mentality. These two people who are having a lovely chat with me, Get off the tube. <laughs> he's clocked me. He's clocked me. And just as he's getting off, he had to record his moment in time of speaking with David Platt. So he just looked at me and went, is the barber's shut? Ooh, topical. We haven't been in that barber's for months, for years. His wife just pushed him off. His wife <laughs> pushed him and went, get out! <laughs> <laughs> You've embarrassed yourself and me. Ask him what the time is. You could have asked him what the time is. That would have been a question to ask him. He said, he said, there's a barber shirt. Too late for a cut. He's thought on his feet, though, poor lad. He's thought on his feet, isn't he? Yeah. What can I say to him? You're not arrested anyone. What did that lad say to you about you being, you're too soft? Me? Outside the awards, yeah. Oh, it's all I ever get. You're too soft. No one believes you as a copper. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell, I know. I read, I'm like, I know I read Twitter, mate. I know what people say. <laughs> Is that um, what he meant? Yeah, that's what they're on about. No one believes you. No one believes you're a copper. No, I'm an actor. People were just shouting. They were walking past and just shouting abuse. All right, Corey. 
and just kept walking All right, up. Corrie, yeah, got that. I like that. I like that though. Like you're the whole of Corrie. Yeah. Right, Corrie, just one whole yeah. of Corrie. Yeah. So there's us two on on the steps, you know, shaking in the bright lights of London, a bit a, a bit out of our depth, shall we say. Then from the corner, out of a puff of smoke, in his turtleneck, in his tailored suit. With his evening standard in his hand, (laughs) comes Pricey going, All right, what are you two doing? (laughs) (laughs) You see, I've gone, because I was there for like nearly 30 years. So you you start off when you get in, and then as soon as I hit the tube, something happens to my natural way of walking, and I suddenly go, 1.5 times. Standard, go, don't look at the map. Boof, in. Don't look at anyone. No one talked to me. A girl dropped her water bottle. Standard low and no one picked it up. <laughs> Almost kicked it and gave one. You can, you can fuck off. A water bottle goes down. Everyone on the train. So by the time I saw you, I was on full power. I was on full fire. Yeah. Come on, lads, this way. Yeah. You don't stop because you can't get anywhere. If you stop and look around... Forget it. So we were walking the bright lights of London, you know, t- taking in the scenery, a bit of pre-award nerves, and we thought there's only one thing we can do. Let's go for a pizza. So we went for pizza. We dropped old producer Henry a text, met up with him, and we had a bit of a family meal before heading to the awards, which was the Audio Production Awards, and they were on the South Bank at the BFI in London. Good do, though, wouldn't it? BFI is a good place to have the do. We got straight in, didn't we? They recognised us and we, we, we skipped the queue. We queue jumped. They also did the awkward thing of sitting us in the green room and no one else being there and us going, no, but but you've just taken us from our friends, so we're going to go back to our friends now. But every time we were anywhere, Jack was looking at anyone and going, oh, can I... Where can I put my bag? Oh, you can put you put it in the clothes room. I know that. I know that one. I put it in the clothes room, and you're going to nick my stuff. Oh no, no, no! I'm going to leave it every time. Yeah. It was like someone had told him that London was full of pickpockets. <laughs> no, I'm not leaving my bag. No, I put my scarf in your bag. Don't forget your scarf. I'm going immediate Oliver Twist. That's what I'm going. <laughs> you are. Gotta pick a pocket all to- You've gone back. You've gone so far back. It's like God. It's smoggy, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, and you can ice skate on the Thames. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as you've brought it up into conversation, Jack's bag. So Jack, Jack's come prepared. I've not, I've not got anything. I'm literally dressed. I've got my suvers in my pocket, my phone and my wallet. Like that. That's all I've got. Jack's brought Ben on the train. He's got a galaxy. He's got a bag of crisps. He's got a coffee, and something I have never seen ever in Jack's possession. Get ready to blow your mind. A book. Did I, did I open it? Did I bollocks? Not once. <laughs> what are you reading, mate? What are you reading? Pop-up? It, no, it's called The Secret. Lemony Snickets. Can I speak? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got all <laughs> Law of Attraction on no, it? No. It's called The Secret Barrister. This barrister, um, and he tells you the truths that you don't know about the law and courtroom. Yeah, very good, like actually. That. It's quite interesting. I think it was from a paper... I think he had a, a yes. I think a, he did. A, a, yeah, a, a, an article a column. Yeah, a column and then they made it. it into a book. Yeah, yeah. Crikey, you've got a book. You've got, you also had something else. It was one of those sticky rollers. I had a lint roller. I did. How could I forget, Ben? He got it out on the train. My girlfriend made me get made me take one. She made, made me, me buy one. Made at boots. Me. Yeah, and you went okay. okay. Of course, I just did as I was told, Ben. Book check. 
Limp Roller, check. <laughs> Galaxy, re- check. Awards ready. <laughs> so, the big moment. The moment you guys have all been waiting for. I know we've we kind of built it up a little bit, that this is a big deal. What were we? Best Ensemble, that was Best, it. Best ensemble. ensemble. We're nervous. We're sat in the audience. On comes a person to present our award. And they read out the nominations. And there we are, Sofa Cinema Club. Everyone's going, we're, we're, we're happy, we're excited, we're nervous. Now, it's a bit of a weird one. I've not had this before at awards. But they, they do this thing called bronze, silver, gold. Like it's the Olympics of production. Third comes out, bronze. Bronze is not us. No, they just went, and the bronze medal goes to... And I turned to you two and went, there, there we go, we're at least second. First or second now. It's in the bag. At which point, Ben, you don't know this, at the point of silver coming out, Jack grabs my leg as if to say, we've made it. And... I said to Jack in the car room, I went, did you get nervous after Silver? And Jack went, yes. Like, did you think we'd won, Jack? Well, I mean, they've not said his name on se- on third or second, and obviously we're first. No. We're last. <laughs> not us. We didn't win. We did not win. So we weren't first, so we were last. Yeah, so in effect, we, we lost, which one of the sad things about losing is you don't get to do a speech. Now... I did actually take it upon me to prepare a speech and I feel like I've now prepared this speech for nothing. So if it's all right with you two, (laughs) shall I do my speech? Do it. I've not heard it. I have prepared something. So Go on then, hit us with it. So hold on, hold on, hold on. And gold for best ensemble goes to Sofa Cinema Club. Wow, um, thank you so much to the Audio Production Awards. Firstly, for the nomination and for us to be the recipients of this award. We are, we're, we're so honoured and we're really proud. Sofa Cinema Club was a project that the three of us started as almost an investment in our friendship and it was all around the passion of our, our passion of film. Luckily for, enough for us, we walked through the doors of Audio Always and we were greeted by Ben Cartwright and Stuart Morgan who really you know, encapsulated what we wanted in the podcast and took it to the next level and helped, you know, g- give birth to Sofa Cinema Club. Um, I, I really have to thank um, Jack P. Shepard and Ben Price, my co-hosts, uh, not only for an education on films, but for an education on life. You two really are the, the, the best two people to work with and make it so much fun. Um, lastly, our producer, Henry Hewitt, who came to the show. Is um, this your lifetime <laughs> fucking achievement? Jesus. Is this your lifetime BAFTA at the fucking end? I'd like to thank my mum and my dad for having me. Oh, I've not got on to them yet. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to thank um, Henry Hewitt, who came, and producer who came to the show last year and really has taken Sofa Cinema Club to the next level and does the hard work of making me, Jack and Ben sound great. So thank you very much. Have a good night. I think that's good. I like it's it. Good. We've run out of time and me and Jack have stood at the back like plums. Yeah, we've not said anything. We've not said fuck all. We don't get a speech because it's timed. <laughs> and the awkward bit of me mentioning you two in the speech, like it's actually me that's won the award. Very touching moments in there. Well, at least we're prepared for the next one. Yeah. Right. I feel like we've bored the audience with our big doubt in London. Shall we just skip to the good bit and talk about nativity? Yes. So, nativity follows a teacher called Paul Maddens. Mr. Maddens, played by Martin Freeman, who is a teacher at St. Bernadette's Primary School. And the whole purpose of Nativity is what every child knows at Christmas time. In primary school, you have a Nativity. Now, St. Bernadette's 
have been tasked with beating the private school, who always get a five-star review and St. Bernadette's get a one-star. This year, it comes to the turn of Mr. Madden to put on the best nativity ever. And in doing so, he tells a little lie about a Hollywood production company coming all the way to the bright lights of Coventry to watch the nativity to take them all the way to Hollywood. Yeah, good. Well done. Fair play, because that's one of the most complicated films of the 20th century. <laughs> so I'm amazed you could condense it into a minute. When you think about it, it's almost my perfect Christmas movie in the fact of it's a musical. It's a Christmas musical. It's got some big numbers, some catchy tunes. Thank you. So, Ben, I came into work today and I went, things were really cool. And Jack went, in Nazareth. So he's in. <laughs> oh, he's lost his head. Now we've split up, we're picking our own films. He's lost his head. He's got no one to keep him on the road. So, starting off, we've got three best mates, haven't we? All actors, fresh out of drama school. And it kind of shows all their relationships with Christmas. Then we skip a few years and none of them are acting anymore. One's teaching at a private school. And then we've got the other one, who is the ex of Mr. Madden's, who's at St. Bernadette's, who is in Hollywood and is a big-time producer. You sort of, like, meet the kids, don't you? And it's Pam Ferris. Who, Jack, I didn't know, is Mrs. Trunchable. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she went, that's Miss Trunchable. I went, no. I went, is it? And then I went, oh, Jesus Christ, it is. It's Pam Ferris, yeah. And you you meet the kids, don't you? And I was blown away by them, actually. Their acting ability and how natural they are in front of... No, Ben, don't... You're laughing, but listen. Them in front of camera, they're very natural. They, they're giving natural responses. And I, I, I felt like whatever Martin Freeman as a teacher is is saying to them, and they're reacting just, just the, such a a correct way as as to what I would expect a kid to react in school. And I thought, this is, surely this is improvised. And it was. No script whatsoever. The whole thing didn't have a script. So it was just the, the director. It was her idea, wasn't it? The director is credited as the writer. So I think it was her idea and she just took it onto set and they filmed it in the summer holidays. They had the kids for the entire summer holidays and they just went, any scenes with kids, let's just make it up. Let's just get the cameras rolling and see what happens. They just said, this is... Right, okay, so we need the scene to start here. They're having a fight, and then you come in, you break it up, and you find out that his mum don't really like him. And that's the sort of scene, so just go through it like that and just speak to the kid and just see what see what you get out. And that's what they did for, throughout the entire film, and I felt like it really worked. I, I, I really did believe in their performances. I really did invest in it. Like the premise of the story is that um, St. Bernadette are not very good at nativity and Mr. Madden's being the teacher, he's obviously like an English teacher now, but has history, has trained as an actor, didn't work out for him. So he kind of gets dumped with the responsibilities of the nativity and he doesn't want it because the last one he did was a shocker. And then he meets his old rival, Gordon Shakespeare, who is played by Jason Watkins. And Gordon Shakespeare is the head of drama, head teacher of this um, private school that do really bloody well. And it kind of is instant that they're not the best friends they were at drama school anymore. And they're going to live their lives and they're going to live their failed acting careers through their children. And whoever gets the best nativity this time around wins. Wins nativity. I've completed nativity. But 
Martin Freeman makes a bit of a mistake, doesn't he? Because he tells a little bit of a white lie to Gordon Shakespeare that is in the earshot of, no doubt, Ben's favourite character. Mr. Poppy. I felt that was very believable as well. The way the lie sort of comes out and then does just snowball into something. Like, he's, he's basically just slagging <laughs> off his skull. No, Hold listen. the fuck on. There, I can't let that go, Shep. What? I thought it was very believable. He goes, yes, and Hollywood are coming. Because he's, he's, just, he's just trying to get one over on him, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I get the premise, Jack, but he picks fucking Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood are coming, as if you're not going to get fucking caught. It's believable. His ex-wife's in Hollywood. <laughs> His ex-girlfriend, who he hasn't spoken to. Yeah, he just says it just, just to shut him up and go, yeah, have that. And don't think anything's going to come from it. But this bloody idiot, this moron... Mr Poppy. Mr Poppy? Don't ever go at Poppy. He's doing his best. He's excited. He's overheard it, and he lets the cat out of the bag to the kids, doesn't he? He says, Hollywood's coming, everyone's going to be famous, Everyone, everyone's going to be millionaires. I like Poppy when he said that. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. No, you, I, you can't say anything. We're going to Hollywood. <laughs> I like that, because the kids were fucking excited. Yeah, they were. They yeah. just jump around like screaming, that. yeah, which is what kids do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm going to tell you. I quite like the entire montage of Mr. Poppy and the head mistress kind of getting carried away with the whole idea of them going to Hollywood whilst Martin Freeman is going, what the fuck's going on? How am I going to make this nativity work? And then in the background, it's got them on TV talking about going to Hollywood and he doesn't know any extent of his lie. He's greeted like a hero when he comes into school, doesn't understand why. And then it hits him. And it's that brilliant scene where he's in assembly and he goes to tell the kids that it's not actually happening. And he goes to do it and then he goes, see, the the truth is, kids, um, what Mr. Poppy heard, um, it wasn't right. And then he looks up and he goes, we're going to Hollywood! (laughs) Because he can't break the kids' heart. And and then he tells Mr. Poppy to do and do it. And he can't do it. And they basically are in this position where They have to live this lie and they have to do everything they can to make the lie a reality. But then the parents get involved, don't they? I love that meeting. I love that. Because I've been there. I had a drama school a few years ago and I've taught kids for like a good few years, like five, five, six years. And I was the drama teacher and I put shows on. I've put nativities on. I've put uh, pantos on. Did you say Hollywood are coming? Is that what you said? I was Hollywood, Ben. <laughs> Sorry for coming. It was me and you that used to go and watch the panto, wasn't it? Corrywood. Yeah. But I've I've written plays and it, it is bloody it's it's bloody hard work trying to teach these kids. Oh, it is, yeah. It's like herding sheep. It is sometimes. Do you know Hold what I mean? On. What was that play we came and saw? And you had tons of lines. Aladdin, Aladdin <laughs> Salford. Aladdin, Aladdin that Salford. Was it, that was it. You were great. I was Aladdin's mum. <laughs> I remember us sneaking out. I remember us going to sneak out at the end and Jack came out in full makeup in a full dress drag. and said to you, deadly serious, oh, dressed God. in drag and looked at you and went, Ben, would you just come in and say a few words? <laughs> <laughs> and then you I went did. and I spoke did. to everyone and was like, how amazing. But it was Jack amazing. trying to be serious, dressed as Aladdin's <laughs> mum. But I was I was quite strict. I was like, because I wanted it to be proper professional. Proper professional. I was, if, if I can relate to any character, I'm probably that Shakespeare guy. God and Shakespeare. Trying to make it the most professional Amdram show it's quite interesting that um, the 
ex-actor, as in Mr. Maddens, isn't isn't very good at the teaching the drama, running the nativity, is he? Whereas Mr. Poppy, who just lets the kids have fun, he's kind of the glue that holds it all together, really, isn't he? He's kind of the one who gets the show really turning into something. Yeah, it looks like his nativities, Mr. Maddens, are fun. And the other guys, they're like, the production value's very good. I'm, I was all over that King Herod play. I thought that Did was... Did you think that was good? I thought that was amazing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was It was funny. like a dark Jesus Christ superstar. All the King of the Jews and all that. I loved it. I was all... I was invested. <laughs> the parents in the audience parents, going... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The baby and the blood and everything. I thought it was brilliant. It was fun. Really tickled me. Really tickled me. What's happened to Jack? What's happened to Jack? <laughs> There was a podcast we were doing, and we've lost him. We've I had a break, we've lost him, and he's come back as someone else. I think you're missing the little sparkle, Ben, that's called Christmas spirit. You know, joy and cheer for all, all that. It is Christmas. Sort your shit out. Go, go into the bathroom, listen to Christmas songs, and come, come, back, when, come back when you're ready. <laughs> listen to Nativity. So he goes off to LA, doesn't he? To get oh, th- now, this, now, do not fucking talk to me about LA. Why? We're getting on to that. That is a load of shit. Right, okay. Do not fucking talk to me like that makes any fucking sense. Here's two children you've got to take to LA with no consent, and he takes them. But he thinks he's got it. Jack, you don't just... Poppy just turns up with two kids in the airport and goes, yeah, yeah, off you go, and he just takes them. He doesn't ring the parents. He fucking takes them to LA. Yeah, for a few days. For a few days, you obviously get. They obviously did one day, didn't they? Did one day on the beach, one day on the Hollywood sign. The other day, we were in a studio in London. Because I was looking to try and see if it was like Brighton or something like that. Do you know what I mean? No, that was um, the beach. Uh, what's it called? Santa Monica. Santa Monica, yeah. And that's the wheel there. And then they did go out the Hollywood. Sign. I didn't know if it was green screen. No, it, yeah, because that's what I was looking for. But no, I'm going to be completely honest with you, here, Jack. Talking in the spirit of Christmas, I thought the American bit was shite. It's not really needed. What it would, doesn't need it. It doesn't Why? need it. What would? What would be leave perfect? the anticipation of the fact she's not coming? Yeah. All it needs to be is that she got loads of Christmas cards or something from that post box from the kids saying, "Please come," and she gets them and turns up. It just all got a bit shit. Like he ran onto the film set and he ran away from the thing and then he got on a golf cart then he went and and you're like oh you don't need to go it was a Grey's Anatomy set wasn't it yeah they ran on to so for me in complete honesty obviously I I picked this film Mm. but the first two thirds of the film in fact I like the first bit I don't like the middle bit it's all about this final hurdle it is all about the end because for me this is brilliant. The last 20 minutes of putting on that show, mm. I love. Do you know what I did like, what the director's chosen to do here? Show the entire production. Just show the, the play, the entire play. And it's the whole play from scene by scene, so you get to see it. It's not like a montage. It doesn't cut. It doesn't jump. You don't see other scenes of what's going on. It's literally just the entire play of everything that's been building up. And I just like that she just let it play out. And then that's that's the big ending. And when bloody, what's little Richard comes down, when he glides in. He comes a long way up, that lad. I'd be a bit worried. And Jack, between me and you, obviously, we have better music taste than Ben. Mm. They're tunes, aren't they? Well, yeah, she's wrote them all herself, hasn't she? I don't know, actually. Right, so I have seen 
a woman on TikTok claim that her mum wrote the the star song. She's the brightest star. Because this film's quite big on TikTok at the moment. And the song of She's the Brightest Star, which is the final number, that that's like... That there is someone who has claimed that she her her parents like were the composers and writers of that song. Ah, oh, right. Okay. The bit with the piano where Mr. Poppy's there going, things were really cool in Nazareth. I like Poppy's costume with the mono brow and the beard. It's great. The sh- the show is good. That last twenty minutes of it sells it. It makes me laugh that the costumes are shit. They're all this. I love that there's like six Marys and there's six Josephs. What the fuck is he doing getting on stage at the end? The Tekka gets on stage to have a go and said it was all a big lie. Oh, I don't know what he's doing there. God and Shakespeare. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing getting up? Shakespeare gets up. And then why do they get him back for a bow? It's, yeah. That was. Then they get him back and then the helicopter comes in and it's, it's Hollywood. Yeah. Just a slight spin off topic. Um, nativities school productions obviously the three of us are actors did you have a part in the nativity i wanted to be a shepherd ah chappie. what were you i was a king oh and then i wanted to bring frankincense but i what you bring myrrh? myrrh i had myrrh and i kept saying all the way up what the fuck's myrrh <laughs> yeah what's myrrh tell me what myrrh is and i'll be happy but you've given me a box with myrrh written i wanted on it. frankenstein i wanted that or gold <laughs> Gold, but myrrh just sounds like you made it up. Like, there you go, have some myrrh. And they look at you blank, don't they, when you're that age? They look at you blank. No, but I've got Joseph, so I'm happy. And I'm Mary, so I'm happy. Those are the two big parts. So we're at the end. He's got up, had a go and said he was lying about Hollywood. It looks like it's all going to shit. Then suddenly... A helicopter comes out of nowhere. But is it a helicopter or is it the star? That's the confusion at first, isn't it? Is it the star uh, of Bethlehem? Good. Is it? Is he coming back again? She's the brightest star I've ever seen. Brightest star. So yeah, Hollywood turns up. Everyone cheers. Everyone's going to be millionaires. He has a great time, Mr. Yeah. Hollywood producer, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves it. He's at the back with his cap on, yeah. Loves it. The big producer. And then everybody cheers. Everything's gone down well. They get back together. They decorate the Christmas house, and then it's great, done. Curtain goes down. Credits. Speaking of credits, let's take a quick break, and we will come back, and we will rate it. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Right. Are you ready for Nativity? The first episode of Series 5 of Sophie Cinema Club, the first Christmas special. Where do I start? I think I said in the bones of the podcast, the film for me is all about the end. Like, it is all about the coming together, the happiness, and if you take from it what it is in a Christmas film of, it's a bit shit, it makes you feel good, it does exactly what a Christmas film is meant to do. Don't fucking try that, Colson. <laughs> do not fucking try that. And if you take it in the in the spirit that it's been made, it's Christmas, it's fun, it's got children, then, Ben, do not give it a shitty fucking rating. No, it, it, it it's Christmas. It's kids. It's got music in. It's meant to. It's meant to give people joy. You also said it's shit. <laughs> you also said the middle bit is shit. Yeah, they, they go to fucking America. Like they don't need to do that. Like it's just not needed. But the songs are great. The kids are great. Martin Freeman's decent. <laughs> they clearly go to America in the summer, don't they? Fucking boiling. <laughs> not the winter. Yeah, go on. Carry on, Carl. I'm gonna go. 6.5. 6.5. Jack, you go now. You go. Um, For me, I've never seen this film before. You are welcome. I did, I did enjoy it. As I was sat there, I laughed at all the bits I'm meant to laugh at. Um, and I got quite emotional at the bits I'm meant to get. Emo- no, listen. <laughs> oh, come listen. on. I want Jack back. Listen. Can you get me Jack back, please? Listen. What made you emotional? I've taught kids, and I've taught some kids when they're shit. And then you see them develop, gaining confidence, and you see them grow to be to become something that you're not expecting. And it gives you... Achievement. You know, an enormous amount of achievement. It does. And you think, I've I've done that. And it sort of... And, and from being in drama school as a kid myself, when I had no confidence... Oh, jeez, we've laid this on. I haven't. My God, when I couldn't talk, I could barely stand up and I couldn't even put a light on and look at it because it felt like it was the stage. And now look at me. I'm getting asked the time in London and people are stopping me on the tube and I'm running away. (laughs) And I I won't sign autographs and I don't do selfies. I've made it. Right. I love Pam Ferris's role in it. And I felt like that little speech that she comes on on the stage and, and, Brilliant. She, and she delivers at the end. And she can turn it on. The mayor's great as well, isn't he, by the way? Ricky great Tomlinson, little character. He comes on. Brilliant. Very good. Very good. He's passionate about the kids and he's passionate about Coventry. Loves Coventry. Loves Coventry. And then Pam Ferris comes on and she says, this school, is it, it, it's always got a, a black smudge at the side of its name. Yeah. And people always look down on us, and I want it to to grow and, and to be something that in Coventry we can be proud of. And I just thought that's really nice, you know, actually. And I that line that she says, 17 years ago when I took this job on, yeah. I said I wanted to make a change. And I haven't. And she says, and I haven't. Yeah, and she said, maybe tonight is the night that makes me proud. With one bit shitty nativity i've changed these kids lives. songs are good kids brilliant faultless i can't fault them mr poppy i even quite enjoyed him for his randomness the the la bit yeah it, it's not needed but it's there um 
it comes in a little bit too long at two hours. Um, Cut the LA bit, we're fine. But for me, rating, because it did really strike a chord with me, I'm I'm going to go... Oh, Jesus, don't. I'm going to go 8.8. It's fucking Christmas. It is Christmas. It is a good film. I knew I'd underscored it. I knew it. Don't talk shit. <laughs> you underscored. You underscored your own film, Colson. <laughs> Just because Shepard gave it 8.8, I knew it. I knew I was right. I've made it 10. I'm changing it. It's 10. I knew it. Because Jack likes it. Suddenly you've underscored it. 6.5. 8.8. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. I, 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 when it finished, I was really happy. Yeah. And that's what that film is meant to do. And it did it. You need to go somewhere to a doctor or something. But Ben, you've always said this. It's relatable. No, to me. well, I've changed my mind. It's now. relatable mind. to me. I don't Just care. like High School Musical fucking two was relatable to you or one. Yeah, I've changed my mind now. I've got older. I've one. changed my mind. But this, I, I could sit there and go, "I've been there. I've done it. I know <laughs> what it's fucking... like." I'm Mr. Poppy. Yeah. You're Pam Ferris. Yeah. I've been that child. Yeah. I've tried to sing that song and yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. 8.8. When we look at that, when That's... you look at other films you've given less to, yeah. you've given Nativity. 8.8. Because because I thought, well, what's Ben always banging on about? He's always up there on that stage banging that drum about relatable films. Relatable. Oh, I see. Just lay it off to me. Colson knows now it's a good film and you're going, oh, well, well, come on, Shoes ben. on the other foot now, Price. Ben, I'm... I, I don't think I've got words to describe it. Why? I just thought it was utterly shit. But why? Because I just didn't buy into fucking the lie straight away. I've got someone from Hollywood coming. It just, it's straight away I was a bit like, it's not like, it seemed like a pastiche of School of Rock. Mm. It's an English version. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't as good for me. It's not as good. I just didn't, I didn't, my son wouldn't watch it with me. I spoke to my daughter about it, actually, and she says she she don't like it. She thinks it's crap. But I'm I'm purely just going off because I've taught kids drama. Do you know what? That's fine. And Coulson was that young kid getting flown in off the church spire. <laughs> I fucking wasn't. I think the trouble with those kind of films, and I completely get this, if you're in, you're in. And if you're not, you're too far out of it. Mm. So if it hasn't got you, it's not going to drag me back in by going to LA. <laughs> you know what I mean? That bit just did my fucking head in. I liked Poppy. Poppy made me laugh. I liked the way he related to the kids and I could see it's improvised because he was obviously improvising off those kids. Mm. Don't say anything, don't say anything. We're going to Hollywood. And those kids bought it. I did like quite like the bit. The bit I did like was when either they were auditioning and they talked about not being good enough. I like that. And I also like the bit where the kids were told it wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to do the nativity. And you could see some of them were genuinely upset. And I thought, oh, they've come on a journey there. I like that bit. Uh, but yeah, the end bit, then he stood up and said it was all a lie. Then Hollywood came in on a helicopter. I'm just like, oh, God, help me. I'm like, this is two hours too long. One fifty-nine too long. Rating. Oh, both of you were looking at me. Both of you were looking at me like... I mean, it's, it's Christmas, but that's all that matters, isn't it? Sad eyes. Look, sad eyes. So basically, what I'm about to do, if I give it a bad rating, is ruin both of your dreams. I can see Jack's in there as the teacher going, come on. I get on. it. 
that this it, it did strike some at women because I've got experience because <laughs> I've been there I've tread the boards I've tread the boards I've tread the boards I've been that child um, uh, I don't know I'm completely conflicted because straight off it's it's just above zero for me really I mean it was utterly unbelievable even the I'm like ah fuck off what <laughs> like that I was like fuck what so did you, you got you got nothing not one bit the, I just told you the kids crying kids crying I liked that bit I thought that's great kids crying as soon as he lied that Hollywood coming the whole premise goes for me as if he wouldn't know that that would come out as if you go, yeah, don't worry, Hollywood are coming. He doesn't think anything of it, does he? It's a lie that gets half Like when he has the scene with the uh, the father and he's like, um, we're allowed to tell small lies, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that bit. And then you go, no. No, no lies. Lie. I did like that bit. So is it a zero? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it's utterly cack. And you both got something from it. So I'll go five. That's the Christmas rating right there. I tell you what, it just feels like a pastiche of bits that someone's seen of other films and put into one film. They've gone, put a bit of that in, put a bit of that in, put a bit of that in, and then you've got your film. It probably is. It, it was improvised, and they had 120 hours of footage, Ben. <laughs> Crikey, and they still managed to cut that. Christmas is starting off with a 20.3 out of 30. That is very good. I think we can settle for that. That's very good. The one thing I would like to point out is this is only our third Christmas on Sofa Cinema Club. And there are four nativities. Oh, no, that's it now. The the (laughs) shit stops there. No, Nativity 1 has started off our Christmas specials. It's got 20.3 out of 30. Before we find out, what Ben has picked for us to watch next week. Jack, it is back. It is, with a bang this week. It is back with a bang. We've oh, not, we've not got the theme tune, have we, like we said? Yeah, we let's, gonna, go. Let's, go, we go. let's go, let's go, let's go. Hold on. Um, oh, yeah, right, ready? Yeah. Jack's, Jack's hidden, hidden gem of the week. Way well, too is it, high price, way yeah. too high. Yeah, is, it, um, is it a Christmas edition? It's not. is it a christmas decision no it's current okay the channel's christmassy it's disney (laughs) it's on disney plus i've recommended this to someone acting like i've seen it and i've not seen it so it's all on you it's very apparently it's amazing they said it was great it is Uh, i don't know one person who has seen it who hasn't liked it yet um, the fifth ep has just been released on Disney Plus on uh, Wednesday, I think. The second, first, whatever it is. But it's Dope Sick. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. And, um, Will Porter. Will Porter. He's in it. Um, great cast. Um, and it basically follows a pharmaceutical company, I think it is, that make uh, prescribed medication uh, in America. And they're basically the medication that they want to make, this new drug that they want to bring out using opioids, which are class A1 drugs, basically. They're illegal, um, they want to make them legal, and they're known for being really 
uh, addictive. However, they've got an FDA um, warning rating label saying that they're not addictive, like less than 1%. And this is all a true story, by the way. All this happened in the late 90s and early 2000s. And it is mind-blowing to think it actually went on. And everything is true. And yeah, it will it will really blow your mind. Um, but yeah, Dope Sick. It's on D- Disney Plus. Um, our episodes, uh, you can catch that now. That's the, that's the gem this week. Maybe that's a new flat watch, Ben. Mm, it's very good. Yeah, you, you good will plan. Like it. You will like it. So I know there's been a lot in this episode, but I have mentioned that December on Sofa Cinema Club is all about Christmas. And we've already heard that Ben is full of Christmas cheer. Ho, ho, ho. But next week, it is Ben's turn to pick his first ever solo film. But he's got a rule to follow because it has to be Christmas. Ben, next week, what are we watching? I thought two ways I could go here. I could either go Christmas clever, like a kind of like diehard type thing at Christmas, or in the spirit, a bit like Jack said, in the spirit of the podcast, it's films I believe, if you haven't seen, you should. The Muppets Christmas Carol. (laughs) How the fuck did you know? Is it actually? No, it's not. Of course, it's fucking not The Muppets Christmas Carol. Your nearly fucking head fell off. So when I went, how did you know? Is it? Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it so the Muppets Christmas Carol. What with Michael Caine? Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not the film I'd pick. But oh. a film you, if you haven't seen, you should. I almost it, thought you had a heart then for a no, second. I don't. Some would argue greatest ever Christmas film. So I thought I've got to pick it because I think you need to see it. It's a Wonderful Life, nineteen forty-six. Black and white. Black and white. I have seen it with my dad. Yeah. And I think, for me, it probably is the film that I think encapsulates Christmas. Does it get you in the festive mood? No. it tell you what it does do. It, it, I think Frank Capra, and I think it's an extraordinary performance. It, it gives me everything which I like. A bit like you're talking about Nativity. Mm. gives me the ups and downs of Christmas, because I think that's what Christmas is about. Some ups and some downs. And that story, I remember I've seen it a lot. Anyway, I won't spoil it. But I think it's a film, if we're keeping this podcast as an educational, and I'm going to probably be bringing these kind of films also, is to bring that and go, look, that's my, what arguably is some people's greatest Christmas film. Well, that is it. Next week we're watching It's a Wonderful Life. This has been the first episode back of Series 5 of Sofa Cinema Club. As I said at the top of the episode, we're now on Patreon. So if you want to go and support us, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club to show us some love and to get ad-free episodes with some extra exclusive content from us guys. We will see you back here on Monday for the first episode of Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial. Good night, God bless. Bye-bye. Good night. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. 
Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.